EO Fire 1272. You can't improve something unless you manage it, and you can't manage it unless you measure it. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Ever heard the saying, your company is only as good as the people you hire? It's true. Find your perfect candidate today. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Tony Robbins. Tony, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> I'm on fire every day. Yes! <laughs> Tony Robbins is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, philanthropist, and the nation's number one life and business strategist. A recognized authority on the psychology of leadership, negotiations, and organizational turnaround, he served as an advisor to leaders around the world for more than 38 years. Author of five international best-selling books, including the New York Times number one bestseller, Money, Master the Game. Mr. Robbins has empowered more than 50 million people from 100 countries through his audio, video, and life training programs and has created the number one personal and professional development program of all time, and more than 4 million people have attended his live seminars. Tony, I mentioned this in the pre-interview chat, but your son, Jarek, he rocked Fire Nation just a few weeks ago and the Robbins bar is set high, so are you ready to match his fire? <laughs> Yeah, I'll do my best to match my son's fire. <laughs> <laughs> fire Nation, today we are focusing on Tony's number one New York Times bestselling book, Money, Master the Game, which you can get for free by going to moneymasterthegame.com. And he has a huge goal with this paperback, not just to sell copies, but to support people in need as all profits of the book are donated to Feeding America to provide meals to those facing hunger. And with the launch of the hard copy, Tony was able to provide 101 million meals, Fire Nation. Think about that. And his goal is to do more this year with your help, Fire Nation. So grab your free copy by going to moneymasterthegame.com. Now, Tony, I want to chat with Fire Nation about this book because I read it in almost one sitting, which is pretty impressive because it's, that, a, that is impressive. it's a huge <laughs> book, but I have a beautiful balcony here and, and the sun was shining and I just ripped through it. So can you talk to Fire Nation who are entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and life to the next level? Why is this book for them? Well, I think, you know, I have 18 companies myself, 12 that I actively manage. We do $5 billion a year in sales. And, you know, my entire life has been about growing companies, growing people and growing companies. But what I've found is that most business owners really need to have a second company on the side that has no employees, that has no moving parts, and that might require them perhaps 30 minutes every three, four months max. And that is really creating a money machine outside of your core business. It's just intelligent. All of us know that the most basic financial advice is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversification is everything. It's the only thing that's, it's the only free lunch in, there is in the financial world. But most of us, by our nature, put all of our money, our time, our resources into our business, which is great because it's an area you have the most influence or control. 
But there are things that happen that are outside your control. None of us want to talk about. Government can change the rules. Things can shift radically in terms of the way consumers evaluate things. You know, the economy can take a gigantic shift. And so everybody should have an income for life that's separate from their business. You know, uh, Ken Blanchard's a dear friend of mine, and I met him almost 30-plus years ago. I helped him with his golf game, take six strokes off his <laughs> golf game, and I didn't play golf. So that made us buddies. And then he said, I want to give you the best financial advice of my life. I said, I'm all ears. He said, when I was first coming out with my book, a friend of mine is a very wealthy man said, you need to make sure that you understand that a business will always eat whatever capital is available. And he said, so you have to set some money aside that is separate from your business that's only for you and that you don't even touch it. It just grows and creates financial freedom. And he said, I would, Ken, if I were you, I'd take your book and your company will benefit from the book, from the people that become interested in your services. But the profits of that book should go into a separate account. And Ken told me that that's what saved him during the tough times in his business. I took his advice. I did that with my infomercial business and I did that with my books. And quite frankly, those two things made me wealthy by themselves so that, you know, that didn't matter what happened in my business. And there were several times early in my company where it looked like we were looking at very steep situations where it was like people thought we might go bankrupt. We didn't. But what kept me from being stressed was I built this tremendous amount of compounded wealth over the years in this separate category. So I think every entrepreneur deserves and must create for themselves a separate way of having an income for life. Because when you're investing, you're not investing for assets. Assets can drop 40, 50% overnight, whether it be, you know, look at oil is down 70% over the last two years. You know, stocks in 2000, 2008 were down 50%. And that happens in a common way. We've seen real estate drop 30 to 60%, depending upon where the market was in 2008, 2009. So assets change. What you want is income for life. Income is what gives you freedom. Income is what allows you to do what you want, when you want, where you want, with whomever you want, to give as much as you want, to experience what you want. That's what's available. You can't have that if all your eggs are in one basket. So that's why this is an area worth mastering. And then once you master it, it doesn't take a lot of time to be able to stay on target. A business will always eat all available capital. And for me, like that has absolutely been the case with EO Fire. It's been the case with, you know, the now over 1,250 entrepreneurs that I've interviewed. It just seems like the worst moment always comes when they felt that they were on top of the world and money was coming in. But the reality was like none of it was going anywhere except back into the business. And then, of course, things change, the economic climate changes, et cetera. And that phrase, a growing business will always eat all available capital, I think is actually a great segue for more than one reasons to your 101 million meals that you donated last year and you're looking to even go more than that. I mean, you're doing great things with this book and I want to get more into the details on that in a second, but why did you choose this philanthropy outlet to go down when you had really anything that you could have chosen? Well, when I was uh, 11 years old, we had no money and no food at Thanksgiving and there was a knock at the door. I opened the door and there's a very tall man there with all these bags of food and a, and a black pot with an uncooked turkey sitting on the ground beside him. <laughs> and, um, you know, I went to go get my father. It's like, just one moment. My dad thought it was charity, was angry, but he took the food because the man kind of confronted him and said, don't let your family suffer. Somebody just knows you need some help. But my dad left our family shortly thereafter. I thought it was the worst experience in my life. Turned out to be the best because it gave me such incredible drive. I said I was going to do this for others. So when I was 17, I had two families, and the next year four, and then eight. And I just kept doubling it, got my small company involved in those days. 
And then eventually I got to 100,000, then a million of people a year, then 2 million a year through my foundation. Then I started matching those 2 million with my own 2 million. So we fed 4 million people a year for about 12 years. And then while I was writing this book over these four years, I'm interviewing all these self-made billionaires. And I'm watching Congress has wiped out food stamps by $8 billion. You know, they call it the SNAP program now. But basically, it's food stamps. And what it is, is every family that's supported would have to give up a meal for their entire family every day for a week out of every month, 12 months out of the year, to match what they cut. And they're expecting the private sector to pick it up. And I, you know, I've been feeding pe- millions of people for years, and I know the private sector is already stretched. So I thought, you know what, I went to Feeding America because they've been a great partner for me. They're the most efficient you know, food relief organization. You have to understand there's 49 million people in the richest country in the world that don't know where their next meal is going to come from, and 17 million of those are children. So I went to them and I said, look, I got a $5 million advance for this book. If I gave you all $5 million, how many people could you feed? And they told me, and then I got more excited and I wrote a much bigger check <laughs> above the books. And so we fed 102 million people last year. We're going to feed 100 million this year. And I've laid out a plan to feed a billion people over the next 10 years. But, you know, it's not my only philanthropy. I provide fresh water in India for 100,000 people a day. I'm going to reach that out to a quarter of a million this year and eventually in the next five years get to a million people a day because the number one killer of children there is waterborne disease and it's so easy to solve. So I'm interested, you know, in things that make a difference. I'm the X Prize for education where we're creating a competition for all these software developers to develop a form of software that can work on an iPad that a child can teach himself to read, to write, and even to code. And the very best of that that comes out of that over the next three years, that XPRIZE competition, myself, Elon Musk, a couple other people put up a $30 million prize. And, you know, the code will be available to everybody. So this is the type of thing that I think can change the quality of people's lives. And those, at this stage of my life, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I've got all these companies, got, you know, 18 companies, I'm right. a fairly busy guy. But with $5 billion in sales, economics are not a question for me. And so I'm able to focus on goals that inspire me that have to do with contribution primarily at this stage of my life. Tony, what I love that you've done is you've been able to move from success, success in your business and every facet to significance and to really making a massive impact in this life. And for our listeners, you know, Fire Nation, they are entrepreneurs, small business owners. Some of them are crushing it, but many people are just kind of getting going and they're kind of looking at the profit and loss statement at the end of the month and they're saying, well, there's just really not that much left over. So what do I do when my business doesn't have that much left over? Where do I start? Like, what would you say to the vast majority of people that are my listeners that are in that situation? I'd say, first of all, don't be deluded by looking at your profit and loss statement because just that alone tells me where the first problem is going to come up because profit is a theory. It's an accounting component. What you got to care about is cash. You can show a, a small profit at the end of the year and have no cash or even a high profit and no cash. So I would say to them, you have to become educated in understanding accounting, which is the least sexy, least exciting thing you could tell somebody. And I, hey, I'm with you. I can't stand accounting. But you have to understand the language of business is accounting. And unless you can turn numbers into financial intelligence, you will make the wrong decisions, which is why half the businesses are gone in a year, 80% are gone in five years. And in a 10-year period of time, 96% of businesses fail. And the 4% that succeed doesn't mean they're profitable. It just means they're still standing. So what I, you know, I do a program called Business Mastery, which is one of my most passionate programs for me personally. It's five-day, basically, total immersion it's, it's boot camp for entrepreneurs. And I got people in there, probably half the room or a third of the room that's just beginning the journey and doing less than a million dollars. And I've got, you know, about 20% of the room that's doing, you know, 250 million plus. So 
How do you do something that's going to match all their needs? There are certain fundamentals that everybody needs to do. And if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to master the marketing and the sales. You've got to know what business you're in, but what business you're really in. You've got to be able to manage the business you're in while you're also managing the business you're going to become. And that sounds overwhelming. How do I optimize my business without spending more money? How do I grow my business 30 to 130% in the next 12 months? Or if it's a small business, you know, even a thousand percent over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. And so those are my obsessions. But what I teach people to do sounds like a lot. I immerse them. I teach them. I give them the very best tools that I learned from Mark Benioff at Salesforce, from Steve Wynn, who, you know, built Las Vegas, you know, and most of it from Peter Guber, who owns the Warriors, took them from last place to first place in less than five years, Uh, you know, 52 Academy Award nominations on the Dodgers. You know, I got a who's who group of people, Richard Branson, that I pull from. But then what I show people is we all have heard the phrase, you got to work on the business, not in the business. But if I was going to give advice to your members, I would say to them, you have to decide to stop being a business operator and become a business owner. Operators are always stressed. There's always more than you can do. And what I teach people is after I teach them these fundamentals in five days and nights of total immersion, they come out on fire. But then I say, all you have to do is set up a simple system of 90 minutes to two hours max once a week where you work on the business with your team. I don't care if your team is an army of two or 20,000. You have to step out of the day-to-day and look at each of these fundamentals. And I teach people each week to focus on one of those, marketing, sales, optimization, raving fan culture, whatever it is, so that they're constantly improving. And we do a seven-week cycle seven times in a year. And when you're constantly making those improvements in all areas, you don't end up with a flat wheel. You know, most people are good at marketing or they're good at innovation. They're good at sales. They're good at something. They're good at writing code. But they're not good at other elements. And so it's like a flat tire, which is not a problem if you're driving 10 miles an hour. But most entrepreneurs going 100 miles an hour is pretty jarring. It'll, it'll knock you off. It's the other reason why also every one of these people needs to have a financial you know, money machine on the side that's growing so that they can have that sense of confidence that gives you the room to breathe while you're building your business. But I think you can't enter a business. Like the accounting is a perfect example. I always tell people, The chokehold on the growth of your business is always the owner. It is always the leader. And 80% of that chokehold is your psychology, meaning your limiting beliefs about what your business is capable of doing or how fast you can turn around. 20%, though, is the mechanics or the strategies. So if if I taught you the best marketing tools, the best sales tools, the best optimization tools, how do you grow your business 100%, the best tools in being raving fan culture, whatever it is, the best tools in innovation... If you don't have the right psychology, you're not going to implement it. You're going to understand it. But you're not going to follow through. And I always tell people, you know, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. The real power is execution. Execution trumps knowledge every day of the week. So that's why you need a system to make sure you're implementing. And you're not just implementing in what you're good at. You're implementing in all these areas. And one of the things I do in that program, by the way, is we give people a four-hour MBA, if you would, from the most brilliant man I know in the accounting space who's got all his degrees in that area, but he compresses down to what he learned at Harvard in literally four hours so that now you have a foundation so you can manage your people. I also have a business that provides virtual CFO services because the difference between an accountant and a CFO is the difference between failing or succeeding in business. An accountant gives you numbers and they'll tell you you got this profitability. It's all after the fact. You have nothing you can do with it. A great CFO is someone who's turning those financial numbers 
into actionable intelligence so you can make decisions in real time that can make you successful and not fail. Problem is, you can go get a CFO, cost you a good one's three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. So I've created a virtual CFO service where someone can literally, for you know, I think uh, like it's five grand a year or four grand a year, they can have somebody that once a month is making sure this doesn't happen to them, figures out where you are and where you go. So I'm obsessed with helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And, you know, I started with absolutely nothing. I have no business background to grow to the number of businesses. And, you know, I'm in seven different industries and I dominate most of them. I just made an announcement two days ago that I just merged with a company that's got, you know, 18 billion in assets. It's called Creative Planning. And I'm on their board of directors. I'm now the chief of, of investor psychology, but I'm a partner in the firm. And I mean, it's just overnight. And now we'll be at 20 billion in about four months, five months. I mean, it's another leverage piece. All this comes from my ability to know how to grow businesses rapidly. And I'm here to tell every one of the entrepreneurs listening, you can learn this, but you can't do it half-assed. Like, uh, any, uh, you know, if you're a pilot, there's two levels of being a pilot. There's called VFR, which is visual flying rules. So I'm looking out my window here in Palm Beach. It's 78 degrees. The skies are clear. It's a gentle wind. Any idiot can fly on a day like today. That's visual flying rules. But if you're going to be able to succeed and fly in all the environments, you have to become instrument rated, which means you have to be able to read all those instruments and know what they mean. Because when you get in the middle of a cloud and it's foggy, you, you, know, you get vertical. Your body thinks you're in a different direction than you are. The only way you live is to be able to read those dials. Most business owners do not know how to read their financial dials. They don't read their marketing dials. They don't know truly how to read their optimization dials. And that's why you've got to master the skills and the psychology, and then you can grow any business. Value bombs everywhere, Fire Nation. One phrase that I want to really key in on, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. And Fire Nation, you can see why you need, why you must snag Tony's number one New York Times bestselling book, Money, Master the Game. And the best part is you can get a free copy if you go to moneymasterthegame.com. So don't hesitate. If you pause, you can go there, come back. We'll still be here. And Tony, something that's fired me up recently is that you launched the Tony Robbins podcast, which is for both small and medium-sized business owners who are looking to gain that competitive advantage and dominate their existing market or create an entirely new one. So first off, Congrats on joining the podcasting family. It's no surprise you are number one in all of iTunes as we're speaking. What made you decide to get into the podcasting game? Gosh, uh, my team really, I asked them, I said, I, I need some leverage. Yeah. So I said, you know, I, I can't do more with the number of things I'm doing and running, but I would like to create a podcast for business owners. And so what we did, we took some of the people that I, I personally respect and love much most and interviewed them. And then I was able to put a frame in the front about how to attack it and a frame in the back about how to utilize it. So, for example, Tom at Quest, you know, they built a billion dollar business and he built it from scratch. And Tom built it all based on the principles that I teach and, you know, gives credit to it. He and his team and his partners have done a phenomenal job and they've used social media and they built an extraordinary brand so, you know, Tom's a dear friend, you know, digging in and seeing how he did that is so instructive for, you know, any entrepreneur. So what I really want to do is just bring them some great quality people besides myself who can give them insights that are unique and important to becoming successful as an entrepreneur. Love that. Again, welcome to the podcasting game. This is leverage to the nth degree, 525 million active subscribers in iTunes alone, which is so exciting. And what's even more exciting, Fire Nation, is that we have fire bombs galore coming at us right after we take a minute to thank our sponsor. 
Most entrepreneurs I know are addicted to their mobile phones. And why not? We're working from home, in our cars, shared office spaces, even dorm rooms. Plus, we're working with remote employees, freelancers, and multiple team players. Heck, when you consider all the time we spend on our mobile phones, you might even say we love them. But keeping personal and business calls separate can be tough. You might even use two mobile phones, but that's expensive. Not to mention annoying. What if you miss that one big call you've been waiting for? That's why I use eVoice. You don't have to buy a second phone to get a second line. There you go. Now you've got yet another reason to love your phone. So go ahead and grab it. Yep, the mobile phone that's right in your hands. And visit evoice.com and add a second line today. Evoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit evoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. There comes a time when creating, managing, growing, and scaling your business just isn't possible anymore. Well, not if you're doing it alone. Enter help. Hiring a team is exciting because it means you're not only freeing up your own time, you're also giving your business room to grow and scale. But where can you go to find qualified candidates? We all know posting on just one site isn't going to help. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter.com allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you post it, you'll instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidate its role into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Find your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire to get started today. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Tony, we have six minutes left, which I really want to use very effectively. Now, you go through the six human needs in a very powerful way. I'm going to list them real quick. We have certainty, uncertainty and variety, significance, connection and love, growth and contribution. Can you maybe choose one of those that you're just feeling right now for any number of reasons and do a little bit of a deep dive for us for Fire Nation? Well, the most important part of this is there, these are not goals. These are not desires. Everyone has different belief systems. Everyone has different upbringing. But across the board, the reason I can do what I do in 100 countries is that all humans have the same needs. And those needs are hardwired within us. And there's inherent conflicts. Like we all want certainty, but if you're totally certain, you're bored. So, <laughs> you know, we also need uncertainty to feel alive. Variety. If you have too much uncertainty, people freak out. And if you live in the middle, you're, you're kind of dead. So the secret is learning how to meet both needs simultaneously. We all have a need to feel significant, unique, special, important. Everybody has that need. Even people say, I don't want to be unique. You know, that's protest too much. Of course they do. But we also, the more unique you are, the more separate you feel. And we all need to feel love and connection. And that's unification. And so there's a kind of a war that goes on between these for people. And then the spiritual needs are, we have to grow. You know, if you ask me, what does it take to be happy? It's one word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you're not even where you want to be, but you're making progress in your business, you're making progress in your body, you're making progress in your relationship, you're going to feel alive. And when you achieve a goal, you know, goals only feel good for how long? I don't give a shit what the goal is. The biggest goal in your life, you achieve it, and after a while, is this all there is? Because we're not designed just to get a goal. It's who we become that makes us really happy or really sad. And so we've got to grow. That's what makes us feel alive. And when we grow, we have something to give. And giving is what makes people feel like they have a meaningful life. You know, nobody wants to be a taker. You might think so on the surface, 
But, you know, anybody who takes, it's a pretty empty feeling. When we feel like our life has meaning beyond ourselves, when we feel like we're here giving more than we're taking, that's when someone starts to prosper, not only financially, but emotionally and spiritually. And I think the game of life comes down to understanding it's not about me, it's about we. The secret to living is giving, as corny as that sounds, but it's real. I can remember early in my career as an entrepreneur, my first year and a half in business, I was just turning 17, or just turning 18, rather. For my entire 17th year, I'd worked my guts out, and I was very frustrated because nothing seemed to be working at the level I thought it should because everybody overestimates what they can do in a year, and they underestimate what they can do in a decade right, or two. Right, right. And so I'm, I remember I was on the 57 freeway outside Pomona, California at midnight in my 1968 Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> you know, no one on the freeway, pissed off, angry, frustrated. I'm like asking myself, what's missing? What's wrong? What am I missing here? And then all of a sudden I got it. I pulled over on the freeway. I still have this journal today. I keep physical journals. And I wrote on a full page one phrase, the secret to living is giving. And I sat there and cried. And I realized, holy shit. That's where I started, but I got so caught up in the frustrations of my business that I was focused on why am I not receiving instead of focusing on how can I get more? And when I shifted that, everything shifted. My business took off to another level. So I really believe that growth and contribution are the most important needs of all, that everyone finds a way to be certain, even if they lie to themselves. Or variety, they can do it with drugs or alcohol or food or cigarettes. Or significance, you can tear other people down and have the illusion that you're significant. If they're going going down, you have the illusion you're going up. But the only thing that's lasting is growth and contribution. And so I try to show people how to be fulfilled. Ultimately, my mission is to help people to experience an extraordinary quality of life, life on their terms, not mine. Everyone has a different idea of what they really want. I don't care if it's three perfect children or build a billion dollar business or write poetry. Everyone has a different view. But if you know what your view is, really there's two master lessons to master in life. The first one is the science of achievement. That is, it's a science around money. It's a science around your body. If you do, there's laws. If you violate these laws, you're going to have excess month at the end of your money. You're going to have financial stress. If you align with them, you don't have to be in the you know, lucky sperm club to be able to grow from wherever you are to where you want to be. We live in a world where that option is there, but you have to understand the rules of the game. And if you don't, that's why I wrote this book, and you get in the game with someone more experienced than you are, and you don't have the education, you know the old phrase when a person with experience ends up, meets a person with money, the person with experience ends up with your money. Right, right. So, right. <laughs> so there's a, but most of your listeners, I think, are pursuing achievement yes. on full tilt. I would argue there's a second skill for an extraordinary life, and it's the one that most people don't pay attention to until they're in pain, and that is the art of fulfillment. You say, I'm going to do so well, I'll just be fulfilled. You're wrong. I get phone calls every day of my life. I was just, you know, two weeks ago, I won't mention the name, but with a a star in the music business, a person worth almost three quarters of a billion dollars in the rap business, more women than he could ever dream of, more everything he could ever dream of, style master, miserable son of a bitch, completely, totally miserable. Most people (laughs) suffer no matter what they get because they don't understand. I mean, look at, we lost the national treasure just recently, Robin Williams, a couple years ago, right? Here's a guy everybody loved. He was a master of achievement. He wanted to make his own TV show. No one said he could do it. He did it. It became the number one show, which was his goal. He made people laugh all over the world. He wanted to make movies, and he did it. Then he wanted to make movies where he wasn't funny. Then he wanted to make movies where he wasn't funny, and he got an Oscar for not being funny, and he pulled it off. He wanted a beautiful family. He wanted tons of money. He got more money to spend, and he hung himself. Hung himself. That's an example of success without fulfillment as the ultimate failure. 
You, know, you, you want to make sure you figure out how to enjoy your life. And the way you enjoy your life is not someday when your business is doing billions of dollars. If you can't enjoy it right now while you're struggling, you won't enjoy it later on, I'm here to tell you. You got to find ecstasy in this moment. And the way to do that at a principal level is to realize everybody's fulfilled by different things. If you go to an art show in New York or LA and you look at this painting and go, you got to be kidding. How much is it? They go, $10 million. And you think you got to be kidding. My friend Steve Wynn called me up on his birthday and said, I got this new painting. You got to come see it. He said, I've coveted it for 16 years. It cost me $80 million, 82. So I go to his house thinking it's going to be a Rembrandt. And, and it's not. It's this picture of an orange and red square. It's called a Rothko. Orange and red square. I said, Peter, give me, I mean, Steve, I had to give me, you know, some paint and 10 minutes and 100 bucks and I can do this. Right. right. <laughs> he didn't like it. But I respect him because he can find 80 million of value in what looks like an orange and red square to me. I'm right. impressed by that. So we all are moved by different things. But I would say to your listeners, build your business. Build a financial business on the side, but find a way to enjoy every moment. Every great friend I have, you know, uh, Peter Guber, you know, owns the Warriors. I just with him at the game the other night. And we're talking. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the early days when we both struggled our asses off. And we have so much joy because in order to have a foreground, you need a background. So if you're struggling right now, not a problem. Just break through. And the way you break through is immerse in education and make sure whatever you're educating, you push yourself to act on it. And make sure you're setting aside those 90 minutes to two hours a week where you're not in the business, you're working on the business systemically, getting outside input so you can grow this thing. So you can be better than anybody else because in the end, it's all about how do I do more for others than anybody else is doing? If you add more value, if you do more for others than anybody else does in the marketplace and you do it year after year, decade after decade, you will dominate the marketplace. You will become a gigantic brand and economics will never be a question in your life. You have plenty to give, do, share, create and enjoy. I have Shivers Fire Nation. I know you do too. And Tony, I am adamant about honoring our hard stop time, which is in one minute. So let's do this. Give us a parting piece of guidance in just 30 seconds and then we'll say goodbye. I would say uh, that of all things we've talked about, find a way to end suffering. Most of us as achievers will never say we suffer. We'll say, I got pissed off or I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. And I used to say that's part of the process. You know, if you want anything to improve, you can't improve something unless you manage it. And you can't manage it unless you measure it. So the more you measure your business, the better it gets. I suggest that people measure when you're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and you create a 90-second rule that says, I kill this monster while it's little. Life is too short to suffer. Find a way to enjoy every damn moment and build your business simultaneously. That'll make you truly successful, not just somebody who's got a business or made some money. Fire Nation, need I say more? And you know this, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Tony Robbins. Yes, that's right. You've been hanging out with Tony Robbins and John <laughs> Lee Dumas today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Tony in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've talked about today. You name it. It'll be there. Boom. And of course, Fire Nation, the final call to action is head over to moneymasterthegame.com. Grab your free copy of the number one New York Times bestselling book, Money Master the Game. This is a limited time offer, so get on over there. I've read this book. I own the hard copy. It's amazing. Tony, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
One of the challenges we face as entrepreneurs is keeping our personal and business lives separate. If you're like me, you're constantly doing business from different locations and making calls to different people. Guess what? There's no longer a need for two phones. Just get a second line added to your mobile phone from eVoice. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com. Use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com. Promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite! A little Easter egg for those of you that have stuck around Fire Nation. The pre-interview chat can sometimes be the most nerve-wracking thing because even before that record button has been pushed, it's kind of like a pretty intimate conversation that you're having. And when it's with somebody like Tony Robbins, somebody that I've admired from afar for decades, literally, it was pretty nerve-wracking for me. But you know, I definitely tried to break the ice in a couple ways, and I wanted to share with you my strategy for going through this. Again, I wanted to make it short, sweet. I had a very limited time with Tony, so I wanted to make the most of the recording time that we had possible, but I still wanted to maybe make that one little connection that I did have with him. So check out what I did, let me know what you think, and prepare to ignite. Hey, John, it's Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, John Lee Dumas here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing phenomenal. You know, the sun's always shining here in San Diego. And quick side note, Jarek rocked my audience last week. So the Robbins bar is set pretty high for Fire Nation. Are you ready for that? <laughs> yes, <I'm laughs> that. That's awesome. Yeah, he did a great job. I'm actually joining him next week on his show, which I'm fired up about. He's a, oh, that's wonderful. such a great guy. But listen, I know your time is valuable. I'm going to have the hard stop for sure. So just real quick, I always start my show with the tagline, are you prepared to ignite? So can you answer in the affirmative on that? I can answer in the affirmative. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Any questions before we kick off? No. Cool. And there you have it, Fire Nation, a nervous JLD, getting through the pre-interview chat, making a little connection with Tony, doing my best, and then going on to have what I think is a pretty great 30-minute interview with him, something that I'll always remember. Hope you enjoyed these little insights, and I'll catch you on the flip side.